everyone, and welcome to Creative Conversations with Dion White. I am Dion White, and I am your host. This week, we are continuing the conversation in our inspiration series. This is part three of Cultivating and Stewarding Inspiration. But first, let's just do a little recap. Last week, we talked with fine art prophetic sculptor Jake Griggs of Jake Griggs Sculpting. It was such an amazing conversation. It was very timely, and it even just blew on the coals of my own soul. Jake is a man of perseverance and one who is obedient to honing his craft for the purposes of the kingdom of God. I'm very thankful for him, and I'm thankful for his obedience uh, to doing that with his gift. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, that was the part two of our series for our inspiration series, and it's episode 19. It will build your faith and light your fire, I promise. But this week, we're going to continue on that uh, topic of creativity and inspiration. And this week's topic with episode 20 is going to be about filling your creative well, keeping inspired, and I'm going to give you some practical and more a little bit of inspirational tips on how to win at keeping the inspiration alive. We all get tired. We all get a little mundane in the things of life. And you know, honestly, there it's really simple. If we just follow a few steps, we can keep our fire uh, burning, you guys. So we're going to just jump right in today to ep- uh, episode 20 of Filling Your Creative Well and Keeping Inspired. All right, so today we're going to look at some things that I've learned over the course of my journey of creativity. And I'm just going to share those with you today because it's what has helped keep my inspirational journey alive, my creative journey um, just going and burning. And I think that it's really important that we learn how to do this properly. So when we think about inspiration, you know, I talked about the first week how it was like a match. And if we just look at it and we don't do anything with it, then it just burns out. And that really is what it is. But an inspiration, especially if it's a divine inspiration from God, there's a purpose and a plan for that inspiration, and it needs to come to pass. And so what I love to do is try to help people take their inspiration and bring it to manifestation. So taking it from the unseen realm, because inspiration sometimes is even unseen. It may be a thought or a feeling. Um... And, and so we want to take that inspiration and bring it to reality. Really, that's the whole purpose of prophetic acts of God, because it's what's on his heart that he wants to come to pass in the land. And so I've got a few steps here for you and a few different keys for you practically. And then I'm going to end with a little bit of a story from the Bible of how we can take some practical application from there and apply it to our creative journey of being a well inspired intended well of creativity. So the first thing we need to do is to uncap our well. A lot of times things in life either put out our fire or they snuff it out or they cap our well. And so this is actually kind of a mind issue. It's whatever you decide to let in, you know, to your space that allows it to put a lid on it. It may even be a word that somebody spoke over you that was not very kind or um, in regards to your journey or your path as an artist. And that might have put the cap on the well. You might have said, well, then what's this all for then? I'm not going to do this, right? If they say I'm not that this, then I must not be that. You know, if I'm not, if they say I'm not an artist, then I must not be an artist. Well, let me just stop you right there because 
that is not for them to say, okay? You are an artist at heart. You have a creative gene deep, deep, deep within you. You have creative genes because we come from a creator, <laughs> the father, right? And so there is creativity within you. And how you choose to express that as an artist in whatever medium is up to you and what you are bent towards and what you love. So the first thing we need to do is uncap the well. And if somebody has spoken words over you that have capped that well, it's time to um, get rid of it, okay? It's time to unbolt that cap of the well, take out any other little rivets that people might have put in. You know, and it might even have been a hardship in life that caused you to lay down your brushes or your camera or put away your dancing shoes. Who knows what it is? Only you know. But... There may have been a hardship in life that had attacked your faith and attacked the creativity of your faith. And, you know, it may have caused you to put those down and you not practice it. And therefore, it riveted it closed pretty tightly and it sealed it. And once that thing is sealed, it sometimes is so hard to open that cap back up. So let me just tell you a little bit of a story about myself. So I grew up as a painter. I grew up as a creative. I loved anything and everything that we could do creative or crafty, whether it was fashion, uh, jewelry, um, singing, dancing, drama. I was a creative all the way around, and I especially loved to paint and draw from an early age. And so in the um, mid-teens, about 15, 16, uh, early in my high school years, I began to take um, art very seriously and realized it was something I wanted to do. It was something I realized who I was. It was part of who I was, that I was an artist. Well, I came against some op op uh, opposition, excuse me, and some resistance. Because artists, you know, they're not known to be making a lot of money or affluent in any way. Mostly the people who are affluent are usually the people collecting the art. <laughs> they're the ones that buy the art. But honestly, um, that is a myth. You know, as artists, we don't have to starve. There's so many ways we can use our creativity and the gifts that God's given us to flourish in this arena of the arts, of the creative arts. You know, we can teach others um, art. We can teach them our skill and our craft and create wealth through teaching. Um, we can create content of books and courses um, and that you can sell and even teach as well. Um, we can do podcasts, right? I mean, you can go out and get a job and do a commission, or maybe you're a graphic artist and you can get a job locally. I mean, there's so many different avenues of what creative arts look like, you know, or you can teach a music program at a school. But I think the misconception was that artist was such a widely uh, used um, name and we were often not taken very seriously either. And so if you were an artist, you might have even felt like a black sheep or told that you were a black sheep of some sort. So I just want to tell you today that you're not a black sheep. Actually, you're quite unique. You're quite a unique sheep. <laughs> and that is what I want you to realize is that if somebody uh, derailed you off your path of your creativity, um, you know, and they put a cap on your well of creativity and your gift, I'm asking you today to begin to unbolt that well cap and to remove it, to let out and so we can clean it out and unclog it and so that the goodness can run back into it and it can flow back out of it. So about me, about in my, oh, I would say um, late 20s, early 30s, 
I was raising a family and I was newly married and I began to get away from, uh, and my husband and I were also in ministry. And so I began to get away from doing a lot of creativity uh, and painting and such. And so I noticed that as I began to get away from it, the inspiration and the flame began to die for that. But there was always like this desire in me to return to it, but the flame wasn't strong enough to pull me back to it. And so I was diagnosed um, in 2001 with um, clinical depression and uh, I didn't understand it. It was not who I was. It was it was not anything of like what I ever had experienced or what I, I didn't understand. I just didn't understand it. And I didn't understand why it was happening to me. I had a really demanding job at the time and I was raising my, my son and my husband worked full time. And I was, like I said, I had a demanding job and I was working full time in a medical uh, industry in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. We had moved there and we had moved around the country a couple times. There was a lot of things, circumstances and stresses that were weighing on my life. Um, and they began to just mount and um, build up like a mountain over me, you know, like a load of laundry just builds up and builds up. And before you're like, man, that's a mountain. Am I ever going to get to the bottom of that? Well, I began to um, feel very depressed after 2000, uh, after the 2001 uh, 9-11 attack um, on New York City and I didn't understand what was happening at the time but I became kind of numb actually and I just laid down my creative gift. I wasn't painting anymore. I was raising my son. I was working full-time. We were working in ministry and you know and I just lost my um, desire and the flame I almost believe went out but thank goodness God didn't let it go out because he says he, a, a bruised reed he will not break and a dimly burning wick he will not snuff out. Well, I was that dimly burning wick, y'all, and my gift was dimly burning too. But God blew on the coals of my soul and it was about 10 years, at least 10, almost 15 years. I'm. It's hard for me to remember because sometimes, some of it's a blur, but for 10 solid years, I was extremely depressed and I realized later down the road that creativity and me expressing my creativity was actually absent from my life at that time when I was dealing with depression. Now there's a famous quote by, um, oh goodness, you guys, I didn't write this down so I was speaking this off the top of my head. Oh my goodness, I can't, oh okay, I got it, sorry, but thanks for your grace in that, um, by Ray Hughes, okay, he's a musician, and um, Ray has this quote that I really love, and I, it resonates with me so deeply because I lived it. He says, impression without expression leads to depression, and when I read that quote for the first time, I thought, that was me, you guys, that was me. I had impressions I had inspiration coming in, but I wasn't expressing it out and it was leading to depression because it's supposed to flow through us. And so I'm going to say that one more time. Impression without expression leads to depression. And I truly, thoroughly believe that. And I believe that that's what I experienced. Now in 2015, I began to walk out um, of depression and anxiety issues, God just so faithfully delivered me, but it wasn't without creativity, okay? I began to pick up my brushes again and doing creative things, oh, in 
like around 2010 and a little bit after that, but I didn't really get back into painting and creativity until about 2013. Um, and really seeking the Lord uh, for deliverance and healing from depression and anxiety and really in a way of escape is what I was looking for. And art became my escape. So God used creativity to once again fuel inspiration flowing through me, but he also used it to heal me and deliver me from depression and anxiety. And I take absolutely no medications for that anymore. He used his gift of creativity through me to heal me and deliver me. And so I want to just encourage you in that today, that if you're dealing with something um, and you're carrying so much stuff inside and you feel depressed or just feel so overwhelmed from the things of this world, I want to encourage you, if you're not operating in your gifting right now creatively, to do it. Do it. Whatever it takes to get into this uh, studio, to do it because it will help bring release from that depression and your soul will be finding joy and gladness in you creating and it will bring so much relief. I promise you it will bring so much peace to your mind. And so I just bless you with that today to take courage and take heart and pick up your brushes and dust off your instruments and your writing utensils and whatever else that you do, your dancing shoes. Um, I don't know, but you know, whatever it is you do, start, just start because that's what I had to do. I took the littlest thing and I just had to start again. And as I, you know, went to my canvas, God met me there. He met me there and he was faithful every time. And the healing happened a little at a time, but it was truly, really accelerated. And I had total joy flood me again from my gift being uncapped. All right. So the first step is we have to uncap the well. All right. The second step is we have to unclog it. Oh boy, we have to unclog that well so it can be filled and things can flow through it. There's something I do called the clarification process. And I don't just do this for my creativity. I do this for my life and for my schedules and everything I do. Who can agree with me that life is overwhelming, especially if you're on social media? Well, I'm going to give you permission right now to take a two-week or three-week fast from social media because it is the first thing that will help clear and unclog, uncap and unclog your well to give you clarity. I'm telling you, do it. It, it will be the best thing you've done in your, your life, honestly. In 2015, I took a three-month break from social media and it fueled so much in my life for good. So much healing, so much deliverance, so much mental clarity. And actually right now, as I'm recording this, I am on a two-week social media fast. Um, I'm only choosing to go on there just to pop these on there and schedule them and post them so that you guys can have these episodes. But I'm on a two-week social media fast, and it is so good for my soul. It's what we would call a soul fast. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. Number one, un, excuse me, number one, first step, uncap the well. Number two, second step, unclog the well and clarify, clarify your life. And the first step of that is do a fast. Clear the things out of your life that are clogging your life. 
clear the things out, the clutter around your house even. If you can't have creative inspiration flowing through a place that is cluttered, and then clear your schedules a little bit and do a fast from social things. Just take some time for you and creativity so that you can prep your well and get it cleaned out so that you can fill it back up. You know, too many of us don't tend to the health of our well, and it's so important because it has to, the creativity and the inspiration has to flow through us. And so taking care of ourself and our well, which is our inner person, basically our mind, the place where the creativity um, kind of like, I see like a, a production center of creativity. Um, you know, I, I'm just having this vision y'all of like um, the Santa Claus movies where the elves are in there working, you know, on the toys and it's the North Pole and it's a production center, right? And there's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of activity. But the difference between that is that's not reality and this is and we need to unclog our wells because our production center needs to be working orderly and in a good fashion in a healthy way oiling all of the parts to work to work together well. So we have to tend to the health of our well. The third step is to unleash. Unleash the flow, both what's coming and going. So after you have unclogged it, uncapped it, you're going to unleash, okay? So we need to go and fill that. We draw from an inner source, so it's up to us to keep our well filled, but not just filled, we actually, having inspiration, we need to have it in reserve because it kind of tends to our fire, if you think about that. I actually have a file in my phone, um, and then I have little notes pretty much everywhere, kind of like a vision board idea. Um, but I have a, a file in my phone that says um, painting ideas or inspirational ideas or, you know, it's a file where I keep all these ideas. Matter of fact, even for my blog and my podcast, I have podcast topic ideas and it's a file of inspiration. And I have all these ideas in there of what I'm going to talk about and bring to you. And I just kind of go through it and see what I feel led to bring at the time. But the point is, is that I'm putting it in the well. <laughs> I'm putting it in the well and I am banking it somewhere. And that's what we've got to do. So, you know, after we uncap it and unclog it, we've got to put it in the well. We've got to um, bank it in there and then we have to unleash it. So it's so important to have inspiration in reserve. So let me talk to you a little bit about keeping our conduits clean. So we all know what a conduit is. It's, a, it's something that something flows through. Or think of a vessel or a pipe, okay? But we've got to keep the conduit or the path of it clear so that what we put in, it can flow through. Because sometimes our wells become depleted, they become stagnant, and they become blocked. And I just want to tell you a little bit about an experience I had um, back in January when I took um, a, a day away and spent the night in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains by myself. I did it because I needed to do some clarification. And actually, I went through a clarification process of like the new year and what I was going to do. And I'm going to talk to you about um, in a later time about what that clarification process looks like because we're gonna talk about it when we do our journaling sessions, because that's part of it. But anyway, I was going away to clear my mind, declutter, and just clarify some things in the future. So I was walking the property um, that afternoon, 
and I heard a small waterfall running and I thought, well, how pleasant is that? So of course I love water and the sound of it. So I was attracted to that. I followed the trail of the sound to it. So, you know, I love all bodies of water, but if they make sound, that's even better. But there was a problem. I came around the bend of the walkway and I tried to follow the water stream downhill and I came to a very disturbing sight. The pipes and the drains were all clogged up. The reservoir or the pond that of that pond and waterfall was draining into had become stagnant. Um, there was no movement and it was now growing algae and backing up. It was such a sad sight. I, it was, I was like so disappointed. I was like, oh, this is going to be beautiful and I want to go sit and look at it. And I saw this awful body of water just looked awful. And that the Lord spoke to me right then and there. And he said, we have got to create a culture, not just where the, um, where we host, you know, heavenly things, but where it can flow through us. We've got to create a culture and an atmosphere. And that atmosphere was stagnant and blocked. And the other sources of life that were going to receive water from that source were being depleted because the water wasn't reaching it. So just let that sink in for just a minute. This isn't just about us. It's about what's flowing through us because it's going to somebody to help replete them, which is to uh, regenerate as opposed to depleting them. And so that water was not getting to where it needed to go, whether it was plants or animals, you know, who knew where it went. But all I knew is all I saw that it was blocked up and it was stagnant and it was kind of really disappointing, but it spoke so profoundly to my heart. So, you know, you guys, we've got to keep the conduit clear. We've got to keep the vessels clear and open so we can receive it and it can flow through us. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a parable, a story in the Bible, okay? So let's talk about the 10 virgins. If you're familiar with that, great. If not, I'm going to just uh, give you a little bit of understanding about it. And we're going to stick to the practical side of it today, really. There were 10 virgins and there were five wise ones. And I say five must have missed the office memo <laughs> because they weren't quite as wise and they didn't show up quite as prepared. So we're just going to look at the story for the practical side of it. And there's definitely a wider and a deeper and simple truth to it. But let's stick to the practical today and how we can apply this to our inspiration, tending to our well and creating a reservoir of our inspiration. This has to do with preparation and readiness with oil and reserve, you guys. So in Matthew 21, 1 through, uh, excuse me, Matthew 25, 1 through 13, I'm going to read it to you really quick. So just hang in with, hang in there with me, please. So then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. I told you they missed the memo. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in the vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him, they said. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy some for yourselves. 
And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Okay, I told you that there is a wider and deeper meaning to that and a much more important meaning to that spiritually. But we're going to take the practical side of the virgins today and see if we can learn from them. So what do I get from that? I get that we have to be responsible and that we have to keep our well clean and tended to. So we have to cut back or cut out anything of hindrance or pollution the second thing I get from it is, is that we have to have our well filled. We have to have a reserve and we have to actively go and seek inspiration. It's everywhere, you guys. Like get out of the house and just go for a walk. Go buy a magazine, gardening or something of interest that you, you love. Maybe it's horses, maybe it's uh, musical instruments, maybe you collect stamps. I don't know what it is, but go find the source of inspiration for that topic. Read about others who do what you do. That's another source of inspiration. But when you go and do that, don't walk away offended or feeling defeated because of what they're accomplishing, okay? This is something I want you to understand, that we need to learn from others and we have to make sure that we're secure in who we are in order to not get offended or feel defeated in where we're at because we're trying to go to where they are. So go and find, say for me, like I love to look at, sometimes I'll go to a museum, an art museum. It's not often, it's not like I have one around the corner. There's a lot of galleries in our area, but an art museum. And so sometimes when I'm in a big city, I love to go to the art museum to see what exhibit they have there. And uh, one time I was in Nashville and I was able to see Michelangelo's uh, 500 year old uh, sketches and they were amazing. I couldn't believe I was feasting my eyes on that. I was looking at Michelangelo's sketches, not his finished works, but his sketches. This was the process and you could feel the pain <laughs> in some of the process of the sketches. And so I just loved it though. And you know, my family, God bless them. They're so, um, gracious with me. They went with me, even my husband who supported me in it, which I love him for dearly. And it didn't mean as much to them, but it meant a lot to them because they knew it meant a lot to me. So when I go to big cities or I travel, I like to just see what is out there, you know, and I was able to go to Carnegie uh, in Pittsburgh a couple years ago. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a big ordeal. Go somewhere, go sit by um, a body of water, go walk through a botanical garden, get inspiration and just clear your mind and let your well be filled. I did that with my daughter the other day. We went through the botanical gardens in Clemson and I looked upon all I heard the waterfalls going and I looked upon the flowers and you could hear the birds and see the squirrels and I was inspired and I was like, okay, let's go home. I want to go paint, <laughs> you know, and so I, I just encourage you, listen to some fresh music, find some new music, you know, um, go try a new restaurant or something. Just go out there and put yourself out there because creativity and inspiration is all around you. So go and seek inspiration. The, the third thing I learned from these virgins <laughs> was that um, we have to have our skill developed. 
We have to practice, practice, practice. Um, some of them were prepared, some of them were not. Okay, that may be that may not be exactly what it was saying in that, but we have to have a, a development of our skill. Um, and the ones who were prepared were ready. And so the fourth thing was that we need to have our gift activated. This is awareness and readiness, just like those ones who were ready and those ones who were not. Because if someone calls you and says, can you, and then they might ask you a question like this, do a commission right now. Can you send me 10 pieces of work for a display? Can you come speak to our students? Or can you come teach a workshop? Or can you be available for an interview? You know, all these kind of things are so important. We need to have our well clean and tended to. We need to make sure our wicks are trimmed, right? And that our oil is in reserve. We need to make sure that our well is filled there with going and seeking inspiration. We need to have our skill develop, continue to cultivate and hone it, our craft, and practice, practice, practice to be ready and prepared with our gift activated. This is the awareness and readiness part of it. That way, when these people call and ask you those questions to do a commission, your gift will be activated already, your skill will be cultivated, and your inspiration will already be flowing. And you'll say, yes, I can. That is, if your schedule allows it. Maybe you have inventory, and so that person who says, can you send me 10 pieces of work today for a display for next week? You could say, yes, I have inventory. Can you come speak to our students? Are you aware of your craft? Do you have knowledge of what you do and your gifting? Can you go speak on art You know, and um, your process and your journey and your story? That's something else to be tending to. Can you come teach a workshop? You guys, that's an honor because you're getting to pour into other people and lead them down the path of creativity. I love teaching people and blazing a path to peace for people through creativity. It's one of my favorite things to do and it is a mission of mine. So I love to teach workshops as well because I see people light up when they when that light bulb goes off and it and they engage with a creative part of themselves they didn't even know they had and they're connecting with their divine nature that was given to them through their DNA of their father. So we need to be an artist who is prepared, ready and aware so that when the opportunity arises or the door opens, we will be activated to walk through it. That's pretty much the gist of, you know, filling our creative well and tending to it to keep the inspiration going. You know, so don't let the match burn out. Put it to something to set it aflame. And then uncap your well. Unclog it so that you can fill it and unleash what's inside of it. We don't want any more depleted artists, nor do we want depleted people. And as artists, we're supposed to be filling other people's wells, whether that's through our ears with music or our writing of what we read or our art of what they see. We are filling other people's wells, and that's an honor to do. And so we have to be responsible, prepared, and ready to do our job as kingdom artists. So you guys, I really encourage you today to just start if you haven't started yet or just keep going if you're in it. Keep persevering on the journey of creativity. Learn to blaze a path to peace. Release life and joy and all the things of the Spirit in your artwork. And as always, paint the promise 
because there's so much um, darkness and chaos out there. We want to give life to people and there's not, you know, always beauty seen, but we can release that. So paint the promise for others. Um, that's my motto. I paint the promise. It doesn't mean we don't recognize where we're at. It doesn't mean we don't um, see the conditions around us, but we choose to believe and we choose to paint the promise. So I hope this series blessed you. I hope today inspired you to go out, try something new, go fill your creative well and tend to the wick of your oil lamp, of your well and your soul and uh, uncap it, unclog it, unleash it. The world needs your creativity and uh, I need it. I need your creativity. And so for that matter, just go and do it. Go make art. Thank you guys again for joining me today on Creative Conversations with Dion White. I hope this blessed you. As always, you can uh, reach me through DionWhiteArt.com uh, through the contact sheet there. Um, please share and like and follow this if you think it will be helpful to others. And um, we'll see you next time on Creative Conversations with Dion White. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening today on Creative Conversations with Dion White. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Listen, you can follow, like, and share from Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, and Radio Public. To reach me, just go to www.dionwhiteart.com and just fill out a contact form. If you ever want the notes to my podcast, feel free to request those. I'd be happy to send those to you. Don't forget about my book, The Art of Freedom, that is coming out in March of 2020. To learn more about that, go to www.theartoffreedombook.com where I'm writing about how to restore your heart, renew your soul, and revive your body. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and stay creative.